Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. Please welcome the hilarious and talented Ellery Smith. Thank you. Hi. 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 Welcome. Thank you. And hi. Thank you. Thank you and, and hi. Wow. And well, you're hi. welcome. Wow. And wow. hello. <laughs> uh, what's, what's new? What's new, Ellery? What's the uh, um? What's the not vibes? too much. Just hanging. You know, sort cool. of. There's sort of a COVID slump in LA right now, so not too much stand up going on. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So is there is there like a barometer for LA stand up where you're kind of like. Okay, if this show's going on, we're good. Or if this show's off, then that's a good indication. Or it's kind of like everything's its, its own. It's so hard world. to tell now. It really is sort of every man for itself. Whereas like before, there was a little more sort of like guidance. And now that mm. there's no guidance and <laughs> the government is just like, you can Google a test. Basically, right. it's whatever you feel comfortable with. Right. Right. Gotcha. So not, yeah, I, not yeah. preferred. Right. I saw like people some being like, yeah, I'll be at this indoor place. And I'm like, yeah, oh. I'm doing outdoor stuff right now. Right. But if it's too big, I don't know. I've also canceled some outdoor stuff. It's really weird. I'm oh, hoping wow. by February things might be a little bit more back to normal. Yeah, mm. whatever. <laughs> and by normal, we mean just a, yeah. a more familiar version of hell. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I do yeah, like I saw COVID this tweet. Well. Yeah, I saw this tweet that was like, I had no idea comedy was going to turn into a, a seasonal sport. Right. <laughs> right. And I've been thinking about that a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah come, that's that's spring. That's a spring sport. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's It will be like a summer sport. Right. For Ugh. sure. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> yeah. And it's, the solution seems so simple. Yet, like, like you're saying, we're being told, uh, Google ever heard of it? We're like, oh, <laughs> uh, you're the presidential administration ever heard of that? That's the thing. And then it's also it's like there are things to be done that seem like just basic public good public health policy, like common sense, good public health policy. Right. Like the free COVID test. At first, at first, the messaging was like, if you have insurance, you can get reimbursed through your insurance. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what if about you the, have insurance? If you have insurance, <laughs> what about the millions of like frontline workers who do not have insurance? Should have worked like, harder. Yeah. yeah. That's that exactly. really is sort of like the subtext there. Yeah. Yep. Or yeah, just yeah. kind of not even sub. It's almost like it's tax. You know, even when they're like, <laughs> it's unfortunate. Some of those people are going to get burnt out. It's like, yeah. wow, how the pendulum yeah. has swung all the way the other way. Mm. It's uh, like, yeah, we went from we thank our essential workers to like Ivan Drago. What do you say? If, he's, if, if he, he dies, he, he dies. Yeah. yeah that was a little on the nose. I'm going to say in retrospect, that probably not what he would have said at that moment <laughs> as a uh, professional <laughs> athlete. Right. But it is what our president's saying to us now. Yeah. Just needed you another die, 40 years of history. Is there anything in your search history besides Peck videos? Yeah, actually... I've been reading a lot of like gender studies and like LGBTQ history books. So mm -hmm. it's like that videos about with Susan Stryker and um, also just research in Ford Broncos. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I ordered one in 2020. I was going to say, this has been, yeah, I remember. A, <laughs> talk about a saga. Oh, and then CJ Toledano got one, right? Wasn't this, were yeah, we CJ talking got about the, this? Yes. And I'm like, how the fuck? And then now my friend got theirs, showed up to my house last. I was pit. I was ha I'm happy for them, but I'm like seething with jealousy. I'm just right. like, cool. I'm so glad you got yours. And then, you know, 
Whatever. I don't know. Oh, so I've cool. been like. This is the LT package? Great. <laughs> oh, seats are so comfortable. I've been on like Reddit forums being like, I've got this code for my Ford Bronco. What does it mean? And they're like, right. shit. <laughs> 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 <No. laughs> is it a, a classic Ford Bronco? I think you told us before. No, it's the, the brand one. new one. The brand new Ford Bronco. Yeah. I can't even get that one out. Well, it's got, first there was a chip shortage and then they couldn't get the roofs right. So everything's on back order. And then when, when there is one on the lot, most likely it's a soft top and I was like I don't have a garage but now they're selling it for like 60,000 95,000 oh my wow. god this is That's a, a $30,000 truck what's your evolution with you know getting into the Bronco like did you used to have like back in the day did your family ever have like we, that Bronco or it's always a car you were into because of OJ or what What was it honestly OJ is a is a big inspiration um, sure, sure, yeah. shout out to OJ shout out to, <laughs> shout OJ. Out to the families of OJ <laughs> shout out to the Goldman family yeah. no I've always loved like classic trucks and I think I was about to buy like an 80s like I was like I'll never have money for a house in los angeles so why not get like a class live in a bronco <laughs> yeah why not live in a bronco <laughs> but then i was like oh maybe i should actually just get top surgery and spend whatever money i was gonna get on a truck on that but growing up we had like i had like classic trucks throughout mm-hmm. like high school and i say classic now because we were poor and right. uh that was the only thing available but i had like a 67 ford short bed short bed with like a factory installed gun rack so, oh, damn. Yeah, it was. I just hung my backpack on it, but looking back, yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> damn. Beep, beep. <laughs> it's a go guy. You went to high school in Texas? Yeah. So yeah. they were like, okay. okay. <laughs> right. Well, remember when y'all remember when Columbine hit? Mm hmm. <laughs> 420. 420, 1969. <laughs> <laughs> 420 hit different. That year. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's when, like, we would have like cops come in. Oh, something's going on in the hood. I don't know if y'all can hear the helicopters. Mm-mm. But that's when we had like cops come in and like gun sniffing dogs. And then everybody got pulled out of class because most of the kids <laughs> went like dove hunting or deer hunting before right. school. Right. So, they were just covered in gunpowder. And everyone right. was Residue. like shaking. <laughs> right. They're like, swab his hands for some gunshot residue. It's like, we all <laughs> we all, just casually we all shoot out guns. of our cars. Yeah. <laughs> you know this. Anyways. You're my it's dad. It's complicated. Yeah. <laughs> you gave me the gun. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I've always wanted a truck. And, mm-hmm. you know, now I, I drive a Prius. And it just, you know. Yeah, now you're hard ready. to feel tough when it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Was, that, was that you putting it in drive? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep, I know that sound. <laughs> <laughs> now you want that, like, flow, now you can put flow masters on your I'm ready to spend <gasps> a lot of money on gas. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, fill her up. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm so sorry. I pulled out a gun. Fill her up. Yeah. So, yeah, um, harder to sneak up on people. Not that you'll need to, because you can just run run them down. And why would I want to sneak up? Right? <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> I again have just. It's been a long four day weekend. No, three yeah. day weekend. Who cares? I live yeah. alone now. 
I'm not used to it. I'm getting more used to it. And when I don't talk out loud, I was like, yeah, I get to talk. And then it's just like, Shh, guns, tits, your mom, fuck. I've just been it. taking, you know, like pre, pre-workout supplements, morning, right. noon, and night. I'm just like, ah. <laughs> yeah, I, it's funny you mentioned that. I, I used to date somebody when I was like in high school or like or just getting out of high school who had like an early Prius and like she would that's how she would sneak out of her house. Like she was always like, it's the best. Like they never yeah. hear when I get home or leave. And I was like, OK, that's kind of oh, put it I, in I that EV that. mode. It- yeah, exactly. Just to get out. And you're like. <laughs> that's how i have to sneak out on your mom Sometimes there we go bring it so back bring it back that's what makes you there you are such an effective uh, and sneaky lover yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's something you think is overrated uh yeah there's i guess something that's a little bit topical is there was this story sort of framed as this feel-good story of police officers in Cleveland County, Oklahoma, stepping in to substitute for teachers who are out sick with COVID. And it was framed as like, oh, isn't this sweet? Like police officers stepping in to educate children when all their teachers are sick with COVID. But that seems like a nightmare to me. Right. Like, if, yeah, if my substitute teacher was a police officer, I would be peeing and pooping myself in class. (laughs) <laughs> i mean yeah only definitely... two holes that can come out of you know? <laughs> right like you said nice callback oh. <laughs> wait it's like yeah because I, I i mean i can't think of two occupations that are directly on the same wavelength with each other as police officer and teacher yeah right? yeah it seems completely uh like they parallel skill sets um you know brutalizing yeah. poor people uh, in service of protecting private property or teaching the youth Sure. <laughs> but yeah, like, like, I guess you're teaching physics when you body slam a student for no reason, right? Is that how oh, it works? interesting. Yeah, like terminal yeah. velocity, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. I mean, were, th- were the pictures like cops, like in their uniforms, like at a yeah. blackboard? And that was the thing. Oh, it's yeah. like, wow. Yeah, them look. like smiling. Oh, also, uh, cherry on top of uh, the donut, if that, yeah. Is that they weren't uh, wearing masks, no masks. And the story was like, oh, the teachers are sick with COVID. Let's get some maskless police officers in here to teach kids, you know, I don't know. Yeah. That we live in a police state. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I had one experience in my entire scholastic career where a cop was my teacher and that was the D.A.R.E. program. Yeah. And that's just Oh, very memorable. I feel like anybody who had the D.A.R.E. program, like, remembers that day more than most because the cops enter. It's just strange to have, yeah. like, a, a person with such bad energy. Yeah, like, bad vibes. Of, like, running around. 100%. Yeah. And I grew up, like, you know, just having it put in my head. It's like, you know, police, uh, this is it's not a good situation. Right. So, like, when I remember Officer Charles showed up, for our dare class, I was like, I thought I had weed on me. Just right. you know, it was just like I remember that was like one of my first responses. It wasn't like, wow, cool, a cop. I was like, <laughs> Yeah. And that guy clearly had the energy of like, I screwed up pretty bad. That's why I'm teaching dare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember we had like a cop uh demonstration where they had a canine unit and uh-huh. some other like uh, other cop wearing one of those body suits 
anti-dog really? body suits. Yeah. What? And then just like had the dog tackle the shit out of them and start like, you know, tearing at them. And it's like, isn't this cool, kids? And we're like, that's great, Mr. Yeah. Officer Man. Like, cool. Right. That's why you don't, don't misbehave. That's why yeah. don't misbehave. That's what you got waiting for you on the other end of that pathway. Exactly. Right. But you yeah, won't it's... have that suit on. Okay. Yeah, and like I just don't understand how any of the adults didn't think like this seems scary like they're terrorizing the students with a promise of violence, you know, if they yeah. happen to well, run afoul of the law. <laughs> or not like or not run afoul of the law just exist. What right. you think of like the teachers I had in the 90s, they had been clearly teaching since the 60s. So for them, everything was like great. You know what I mean? Like, and it was maybe only like the newer, younger teachers who were like, mm, maybe not the best thing. But like for the people who were like, I remember when this school was segregated, almost like that kind of energy. Uh, they probably didn't care as much. Not that that was happening, but you get the, you get the idea. Yeah. Yeah. They did find that the D.A.R.E. program like people who were exposed to the D.A.R.E. program were more likely to use drugs than people who weren't. So at least it did some good. Yeah. It's. Yeah. D.A.R.E. is a gateway drug. Yeah. It taught yeah. us what the good stuff was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I do. It was the first time I smelled weed like really up close. Uh, it was also the first <laughs> time I had like learned the urban legend that meth gives you superpowers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're like talking about how somebody on meth was like shot eight times and like kept coming and like threw a fucking dumpster at a police car. PCP. I was like, Whoa. Right. Yeah, that's what they said. Yeah, PCP, my... that's what yeah. it was. Yeah. Angel yeah. Dust. yeah. Guy broke make you all invincible. Limbs. Yeah, flipped yeah. a car. You're like and I and I and I've said this before on the podcast. When YouTube came out, that was like the first few years of YouTube, all I was searching for was video evidence that that was possible. I was yeah. like, where's guy on PCP throwing car overhead? And it's like, <laughs> right. it's, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, they also would teach us like obscure ways to get high. Like, you know, <laughs> if you take a can of like computer screen cleaner and like snort it, you'll get high. And it's like, oh, that never really occurred to me. Right. And how do you do this? Exactly. Right. Exactly. You know, that was the same yeah. thing. He's like, hey, how many of you guys know about hot knives? And we're like, what? <laughs> He's like, you take two knives and you put it over your stove and you get them red hot. And then you put a piece of hashish there and then you can inhale the the smoke that is generated from your two hot knives pressed against the hashish. And everyone's like, what the fuck? Okay, let me take right, because notes. the cops are just there like trying to, like the second you get in front of a room, you just want to like entertain and impress. Yeah. You're just like, what's the coolest shit I've ever seen? Right. The, like, the, what's the coolest thing I know about drugs? And then you just go with that. <laughs> yeah. One time I saw a pit bull jump into a second story balcony from the ground floor. And you're like, what <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, it did feel like that at times. And, yeah. I, and I've said this before. Half of the class was him trying to get people to like guess what his vanity license plate meant. What? what was he it? He was like, who knows? Hey, you guys see my Ford Ranger pickup? He's <laughs> like, what do you think the license plate means? And we're like, what the fuck is this, fool? Like, just get us out of here, man. Just say weed is bad. And he brought it in the last class. He's like, he took it off his car and brought it in. He's like, all right, guys, it's, it's our last class, and I want everybody to write down what they think. And if they're right answer, oh you'll get like a, a Starburst or something. And it oh was, my God. It, it was P-R-N-C-H-A-S. P-R-N-C-H-A-S. Yeah. Porn-chers. It was no? Prince Charles. Oh. 
And we're like, oh, your name's Charles? It's like, yeah, I'm Charles. And we're like, okay, "Okay, fool, you're a prince and an oppressor. See ya. (laughs) And that has to do with the program. Like, okay. Yeah. No, but that's what I mean. Like, what what is. (laughs) I thought there was going to be some, like, (laughs) tie in to the theme of the. (laughs) There's a very good chance that one of those classrooms had to sit through him talking about his divorce and just him kind of going through it with the class sobbing yeah. a little bit everyone i remember the f- yeah his ex time. was like your fucking vanity plate doesn't even make sense and so he like made the whole thing about okay. trying to prove to her that like a bunch of 12 year olds could tell what it was yeah and like she's they like, couldn't he's like come on it's prince charles, she's like, charles the divorce papers have been signed i don't know what the point of this is <laughs> i've already we've already made our decision whatever and then right. like i remember the first day of class he's writing on the blackboard it's like officer and then Amelia's just like oh fuck oh no <laughs> <laughs> like all right oh, no <laughs> uh shit uh what is something that you think is underrated brian all right i think a lot of people have been you know talking a lot of shit about house of gucci mm. and i saw yes. it in theaters you know i was there not opening weekend but the following weekend okay and I do agree that it was off. It was weird. <laughs> but also, the people I saw with, we were, we did not stop talking about it for a solid two hours after the movie Same. concluded. Yeah. And it was around that, you know, that timestamp that I was like, hold on, maybe this movie is actually really good. Like, what movie had you talking about it for so long after you had seen it? You just, like, couldn't stop, like... You know, right. I thought Jared Leto's performance was outstanding. Me too. Okay, so <laughs> it just, okay. Cause I'm, this has been like the most consistent thing I've been hearing. I haven't seen it. Jack, you saw it, right? Yeah, I saw it in the I haven't seen it yet, but the one thing I always hear is people being confused. Their first reaction is confusion to the film, like where they don't want to say it's bad, but they weren't sure it was good. And then when I hear them explain everything, I'm like, it's the same. Everyone, I think everyone has to like process it out loud. It seems like so. In that sense, how? What did you? Did you? What was like? What were the things that you saw as being like? Oh, this maybe not isn't that great. To then evolving into. Wait a second. It's just like the scenes, like they. It feels like they jumped around randomly. It's like they're in like Tuscany or something, and then they're in New York, and then it's like the next day or something, and they're back in like Italy or wherever. And like the. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you're like once and uh, for just like a random scene and then the rest of the time you're just supposed to like piece it together yourself and uh, yeah there was just like zero context and then it's the same director who did like alien right yeah 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 and when i saw his name i was like what the fuck like <laughs> he clearly knows what he's doing but it's just like i don't know it was fascinating and the accent work, did you have any, what was your, what was your take on the accent work? That's another thing I hear people have many Here's different things. I'm terrible at accents. So yeah. for me to judge another person's accent is unfair. Sure. So but did any, it take it, you out at all? Or you, you were like, no, it's perfectly fine. No. And I'm beginning to think that I might be like accent, uh, you know, I just can't hear it sometimes. Like right. everything sounds, I can tell when something's different, but. When somebody can like immediately pick up on an accent, I'm like, yeah, I don't know what that. It all sounds British, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's all some version of Euro. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. 
I, to be honest, like I, I have gone along with people being like, but the accents, right? I'm like, yeah. Oh man, the worst. Uh, but it all sounded <laughs> fine to me. Like, and Jared, you're like Jared Leto's yeah, is very like hammy, but like it again to my dumb American brain, like that is not like that familiar with like the intricacies of the Italian accent. Uh, or why they might be speaking English in Italian accents, even though they're in Italy. I, <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't bother me. I was just like, yep, uh-huh. Right. And it looks cool. Like, it looks great. It tells a story that I didn't know. But, yeah, like, Jared Leto, like, that is who Jared Leto needs to be playing. Like, the kind of, I don't know. Yeah. He really nailed a dumb person who's, like, kind of aware of his own, like, limits but also isn't in many remarkable respects. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just a guy who's down on his luck and cannot get a win to save his life. Yeah. (laughs) It also feels like in the way that normal people may luxuriate in like a night out where you get to look like glamorous and beautiful. It seemed like he, this was, him luxuriating and looking like not one of the most beautiful creatures on earth. Like he really seemed to be enjoying just like being a schluff. <laughs> like it was like, he was like, yeah. Oh, right. like, like that. It's, he's like, this is me. Yeah. It's mine as well. Yeah. You know. Schlub tourism. Yeah. He, exactly. It was schlub tourism by Jared Leto, but like he really seemed <laughs> to be exploring the studio space and enjoying himself. Right. Yeah. It, was, it was just fun to watch. Like that's you know, I I can't give many movies higher praise than that. It's just really fun to watch a movie. There we go, underrated. All right, figured it out. I mean, that's the thing. I'm still drawn just because of when Andrew T told me he didn't know if it was a comedy or not. I was like, I have now. I have to see this. Yeah, I'm like, you're yeah. you're a writer and you watched it and you were having trouble pinpointing the genre. And I'm like, that that that's art, you know, for lack of a better word. I think. You can you can agree with everybody. Like I talked to uh not to out her, but Jamie Loftus was like, Oh my god, I just saw it, it was so bad, right? And I was like, Yeah, like that's true. <laughs> like there's a lot of it that's <laughs> right. like bad that, but it's also just wildly entertaining. And then she was like, Yeah, I've seen it like twice already. So, you know, like it's there's something about it's that art. movie. Yeah. yeah. If Jamie's yeah. going multiple times, it's art. That's the other that's yeah. the other uh, litmus test. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back to talk about the filibuster. Finally. Yes. And we're back. And Oath Keepers are a thing. I think I had heard that name a number of times around January 6th last year. Mm -hmm. But the government has finally charged them. Yeah. If um, you're unfamiliar, they're the merry band of chuds that take their constitutional oath to protect the country from enemies, both foreign and domestic. Seriously. Mm. But they mostly stress the domestic part. And that's why they've convinced themselves that right wing terror is actually a positive force in this country. Mm. But, you know, they were pretty stoked at overthrowing the government on Jan 6th. And you may have remembered those clips, if, you know, that were pretty deeply unsettling if, if you got really into, like, watching a lot of January 6th videos of you'd see, like, a group of uniformed guys in tactical gear 
marching in a stack, like sort of one behind the other with a hand on their shoulder, going up the Capitol steps, moving in a very coordinated way. And you're like, uh, there seem to be really coordinated, like paramilitary elements to this, not just, you know, the people who are, you know, there for a peaceful protest or whatever you want to say. Or maybe you remember that there was a group of them. This is another story from January 6th that had a cache of weapons that were being readied just outside of D.C. in the event that it was time for bang bangs and mass death, that they were going to just drive in a bunch of weapons to the rest of the Oath Keepers to take the, the the insurrection to the next level. Well, the DOJ came knocking last week for 11 members, including their 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 leader, and charged them with seditious conspiracy to, quote, oppose by force the lawful transfer of presidential power. Unfortunately, they had, you know, all of their signal messages uh, were basically handed over to the feds and it made the case pretty easy since they were being really clear about what the intent was and what people were doing. Didn't they copy and paste that text that makes it so that nobody can use any of the words you're using on social media? They did. (laughs) I do not agree. I do not consent to my signal message. Yeah. Oh wow. Their 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 leader even did this dumb shit where he's like he would write in cursive very specific plans that he didn't (laughs) want to type out and then upload a picture. Because he said, if it's in cursive, like the text scanning analysis software, like won't be able to pick up what oh we're saying. Gosh. But asshole, what you've done is just created evidence in your fucking in handwriting. Your handwriting. Like <laughs> it would have been easier to be like, ah, some asshole got a hold of my phone and was using signal like a jerk. You're like, no, man, you're it, there's you're giving us a lot of forensic evidence here to say that you were very much a part of this and planning it. Also, who still knows how to write in cursive? I guess maybe some you people. Yale Law Graduates, yeah. Jack? Oh, oh. Don't, it, was it last year? Or like when the enrollment signups for, I think it was maybe Oath Keepers or Three Percenters and a bunch of people had signed up with their government emails. Oh, really? Do you oh, remember? <laughs> it was they were like five cops right. who signed up with like .gov emails. Yeah. Great. Good for them. People are pointing out the Yale Law Grad, the leader who has an eye patch, but otherwise looks exactly like you would expect them to look he's a yale law grad which is becoming less and less surprising like at this point like oh i don't think that's surprising at all yeah we have like very much like (laughs) skull and crossbones behavior yeah it's brett kavanaugh clarence thomas too many war criminals went to yale law (laughs) i know it's they're really are they like the federalist society are they do they how do what's the feeling in Yale Law, they're supposed to be, I guess, the best law school in the country. Yeah, but if you think about institutions like that, they basically all are like born through white supremacy. Right. Like anything that ancient in this country is going to have a serious, yeah, you know, reckoning with their behavior during those years and like what it means for students to even go through and graduate those programs and like who created the programs to begin with. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, like all those sort of like like Kennedy School of Government yeah. or Kennedy or Harvard Business School or Yale Law School, they're all like earth fucker finishing school. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah, now go on and fuck the earth over. <laughs> Be well and come back with many, many dollars you will not share. Sackler School of Medicine. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about uh, how people are finding COVID tests, because uh, at the end of last week, Joe Biden had some suggestions for it was actually kind of a pretty profound idea. He had apparently just found out about Google. Mm -hmm. And as people were complaining about not being able to find tests anywhere, he suggested they Google it. So nailed it. 
Nailed it, Joe. Well done, sir. Go take a nap. But they're oh, also... Oh, no, that was Kamala, right? Yeah, I think they've each... And I think also Jen said it. I think the three of them in different oh, ways. Oh, every... Okay. I so think everybody, a, that's like the... A triumvirate. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> like the PR line. They but came it's together? So fucking, it's so <laughs> fucking rude to be like, Google is free. Yeah, and condescending. Yeah, really, so what is this? Also not free. Also... Also yeah. not free. Also not everybody has internet access. And also, this is exactly what's wrong with the entire worldview that they like the whole reason this is never going to work. Their whole thing is because they are still like multi-trillion dollar companies are going to save us all. But it's we like we, can we win saw by people working with them. Destroy, like during the pandemic, when things were not as bad, we saw tests be destroyed because it was like to have an overstock meant that the price would go down. And so it was bad for companies. So private companies destroyed a ton of tests that we now need right yeah hey but now now they're making money and yeah the 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 tone of it is like do google again shows like they think the other the rest of americans are at the same like socioeconomic education bracket as like their staff right you know what i mean like i don't know just do google okay like that's that's a directive you i could hear someone who's like a staffer get rather than working people who have no internet access or you know or don't have time to like click eight thousand links and find which <laughs> right. ones work and which ones don't and which ones are close right. Right. and which ones are and sold which out. Ones are bunk. It's, yes, it really seems to me like their understanding of Google, like they're actually the people who are making this decision to make this an official recommendation, are people who have only seen search engines used in movies, where like you just type <laughs> in a thing and there's it's one the answer. First hit. Yeah, yes. and it's just like there it is. Minority Report. Like, and there's yeah, no yeah. like SEO. Yeah, there's no ads. SEO. There, it's not buried <laughs> under like 800 ads and like people who are like burying the good results because it's more profitable yeah. to them to get their fucking search results higher. It's such a dumb, but like like 1996 Clintonian understanding yeah. of like, well, you know, the best, this massive company is going to do the best job. And because of well, the I'm profit principle, like, we're good. We're, it seems to me that a lot of us are fundamentally, mis- fundamentally misunderstanding, like what a government is for. Like, if this is not what a government of, is for, what are they for? Right. Like, it's a, if, if yeah. nothing else, like, what does it exist for? Why are we all paying taxes? What are we, like, obeying oh, the structure for? Yeah, if, it's, if, it's if a it's, revolving door for defense and pharmaceutical yeah, companies. That is exactly <laughs> it. I'm, like, pissed <laughs> off about it because it's, like, okay, so I'm I'm funding, right, some, like, mm-hmm. airstrike for some, you know, w- civilian wedding. Mm-hmm. And I can't get a COVID test. In fucking England, who has or, its own problems, they get, you know, right. whatever, 20 free tests a month. Yeah. You're actually funding move- the production of movies, like, uh, let's see, Zero Dark Thirty and Transformers too. Let's not forget the hand that the CIA, CIA played in making that film or the money and access the DOD gave to people to make Transformers. That's also coming like out of our fucking tax dollars. So yeah, there is a lot. This whole thing is, it does feel perverse. And I think because of the years that have gone by, people aren't, have completely lost sort of track. Like, cause I remember even too, like civics class in high school, that really gave me no fundamental understanding of like what the relationship was between government and what it needs to do for me. It was more like, can you name the branches of the government? Do you know what the state legislature is? Okay, bye. Right. Yeah. Well, I, they yeah. sort of have a vested interest in you not knowing. Damn. I did join the <laughs> Marines after watching Transformers, and I was right. so disappointed, was you guys. It did yeah. not. was not what i expected cool. i was not what they were hoping for either so it was pretty it was over pretty quickly 
You're like, when do I meet Bumblebee? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is what? this, dude? <laughs> yeah. You're telling dude, me Megan Fox isn't here? Yeah. Right. <laughs> but so th- they did announce like a plan I'm putting in quotes, but it's basically to get private insurers to cover the cost of eight at-home coronavirus tests per member per month, which would be great if everyone had insurance and if we could find take-home tests. Yeah. Which, I could buy three PS5s before I could get you absolutely before could. I get three COVID yeah. tests. Yeah, the, so people are actually using the PS5 like it, when PS5s were incredibly hard still, to find. Still, and still, still. Very in hard. those long ago days when PS5s were <laughs> uh, hard to find, uh, people, you know, have been creating networks and programs to help find them and like platforms and just social media accounts that like let you know, okay, this is where they have them. And now those are being converted or expanded to let you know where tests are. <laughs> Which is wild, right? That we're, we took something that was a way to help like aggregate and give disseminate information around the availability of a gaming console that was sought after. And we've now, we're now swapping that out for critical medical infrastructure. <laughs> There's this, uh, onion like kind of ripoff site hard drive that, you know, not, ri- I don't know. I've never heard of it before today. So I don't know. They might be fucking brilliantly talented, but they do the same thing as the onion do fake headlines. And they did a fake headline US government reaches agreement with Wario 64 to announce COVID vaccine availability because Wario 64 <laughs> was somebody who, like, let you know where consoles were. And then, like, days later, that account started tweeting available vaccine appointments. Right. That's oh, it's that's also just such a good summary of where we are that like, you know, the overlap yeah. between absurdity and satire and just reality at this point. It's well, yeah. and it's and it's be, it's come to a place that it's become so predictable that the logic of humorists and writers is basically they're like, what? Next thing you know, it's going to be this. And you're like, no, you're right. Yeah, it it's is predictable. That. It yeah. is that is what's happening. And the next thing will be that people are, you know, who knows what the next thing will be. It was like, I don't know, man, can you find food? Check out check it out in the in the Wario 64 Twitter account. Right. I mean, it's on one hand, obviously very dystopian. But on the other hand, I think it's a really good example of like the ways that we can keep ourselves safe and the ways right. that like obviously huge governmental failure. So disappointing. Wish it wasn't like that. But it's wonderful to see like things born out of necessity like that mm-hmm. and yeah, also yeah. to know that we can build those networks and like without the government we shouldn't have to yeah but a lot of this will will fall to us and has been falling to us not even like yeah. this is not a new think about like the community fridge program like this is not a new concept right. by any by any stretch of the imagination it's right. just the pandemic has laid bare you know yeah. so and, many of these in a continuation of like the natural radicalization process that's occurring yeah. in every industry too because People normally be like, are they fucking serious? Like, they're trying to fucking kill me? Right. Like, with this shit? Nah, fuck that. And suddenly it's like, you know, like, viva la revolucion. But it's like the students are walking out of high schools because students are like, I'm not going in a classroom. The teacher's like, we're not going in a classroom. I saw the Chicago stuff today. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. for them. That's great. And also, yeah. I guess the students that walked out are asking for an apology to teachers and the teachers union. Yeah. It's, I thought that was great. But again, like, we're making... we're. The, the, the responsibility for people to like take action is now falling in the weirdest places like and it's not they're making activists out of so many people. So 
maybe that could be a a long-term benefit in terms of people really seeing the bullshit that, you know, these systems actually are, but you know, uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so the other way that the Biden administration is turning towards private mega corporations in, in addition to like working only with private insurance companies, they and suggesting we use Google, they're actually working with Google to help people access tests. It's unclear how they're planning to do that, but it's extra frustrating because Google is one of many like massive corporations that are hoarding rapid tests. Mm-hmm. Reportedly, Google employees can receive as many as 20 tests per month, and Google staff are literally using their free tests on their children so they can go to daycare because daycare is not a multi-billion dollar software company and, you know, they have no tests. So, right. but yeah, it's just, you know, massive corporations are, are the ones that can afford stuff and they're becoming the only ones that can afford stuff or have access to stuff. Yeah. I'm really, well, I would love to hear what these ideation sessions sound like when they're, 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 be- they're doing this balancing act of like, how are we going to get these tests to people? We got to get more tests. Is there just one guy like vaping in the back? who's like, dude, call fucking Google, man. And like, they'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, and... there's a Google lobbyist in the room who's like, I think yeah, we can work something out if you guys mention us enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's also, it's like, we have so much money for other things and there's never any discussion about where that money is going to come from. This is a point that's been made over and over again. But like, our country does have so much. We have like, you know, raised how much money we give the IDF every year for the last 10 years, but mm-hmm. there's no money for COVID tests. So it's just like, mm, yeah. what are our priorities here? Yeah. Well, the priorities are profit every time. Always over so, everything, even yeah, if it's everything. in the long run, more expensive. Yeah. And then that also goes back to the idea that it's like, I think a lot of us don't understand. Like, I think everybody in America thinks the government is a business and like that the government exists to make money. And it's like services don't need to make money. They're services. Their services mm-hmm. is why they exist. The debt ceiling, Ellery. How are they going to deal with the debt ceiling? Blow me. I don't yeah. give a shit about <laughs> I know, the debt ceiling. Exactly. What the <laughs> fuck are you guys even talking Michael about? Michael Bay is making a January 6th film that we need to help co-produce. You know? <laughs> I thought that was real for two songs. <laughs> I know. I thought you were just giving us a news break. <laughs> me too, no, me too, no. Me yeah. Too. If But if, hey, but again... <laughs> the absurdity becomes reality so buckle up you know what i mean like you, it's hard to tell well, yeah your dramatization of the guy in the back of the room vaping and being like call google like really right. drove home because that is you know all the people who work at google are you know went to some ivy school with the kids who are working in the biden administration and like right. that's it's yeah, it does feel like it kind of goes back to that whole just what a fucked place well, like all these like, Ivy League schools are. I mean, I'm not a fucking logistics expert, but just from my, you know, c- civilian view, it's like I know, you know, post offices seem like localized distribution centers. Yeah. And we seem to be getting I don't know how y'all do it, but everybody gets the same fucking Bed Bath and Beyond ad. Right. Maybe holler at them. Maybe start there, and you can say, "Yeah, we know we have a we have every residence mapped out as a post office. Right? We can we can do that." But uh, you know, I get it. It's profit and Google, folks. Google. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Quick thought experiment: Uh Does Trumpism continue without Trump? What What's going to happen with 
you know, the number one. Our number one guy. Heir to the throne, <laughs> Ron DeSantis and Trump feuding. Like, is there a possibility that this just becomes DeSantis's party because Trump has admitted like his ego won't let him become an anti-vaxxer because he claims that he invented vaccines, I think. Yeah. So it's it. The situation is really interesting because we talked about how Trump called him DeSantis gutless for not, you know, saying whether or not he was boosted or vaccinated or whatever. And then a New York Times piece comes out and it's pretty much like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's beef. There's real beef here because Trump basically is saying, like, I took you from obscure guy to a like top gubernatorial candidate when I endorsed you. Now you're governor and you need to defer to me. And it's interesting because if you look at like the conversation around vaccinations and being boosted, Trump, you know, has been fucking booed like multiple times mm -hmm. when he's out loud been like, I got the shot. I've been boosted. And I, I think people should, too. It's a person. And then we were like, like, it's a personal decision. It's a personal decision. It's up to you. It's up to you. But I, I did it for me. Whereas DeSantis almost like. You know, he gave like a gasp show of a speech a couple weeks ago where people were like, is this guy sick with COVID again? Mm. But he again, he won't give people the satisfaction of knowing whether or not he's like a lib that gets vaccines. So it's almost as if like DeSantis is sort of seeing an opportunity where that, OK, if I do if talking about vaccine efficacy or that it's good gets you booed, then why don't I try and fill that void by still playing being coy still talking like you don't need masks or, you know, general yeah. precautions and things like that. And I don't know, it almost feels like he's gesturing to Trump, too. I mean, like, yo, this guy's slipping, man. Like, he's not even down with the MAGA shit anymore. But anyway, like, we'll see what what space that creates for him. Watch this but I don't space. Know. I mean, watch this space <laughs> watch very space. closely. He has uh, recently said that backing Trump for president in 2024 is too much to ask after Trump attacked him. So he is not going to do it. He's also been talking shit about Trump behind the scenes and claiming that he's like lost the base or uncharacteristically is uncharacteristically out of step with the hardline elements of his party's base. Right. And then says his biggest regret in office is not having been much louder and speaking out against Trump's pandemic response. I feel like he's just trying to reinvent himself to be mm. less MAGA, more moderate. So then he can be like, I've reformed my ways. Guess what? Right. I'm still right. MAGA guy. But I don't know. I think he's I think he's like a narcissistic, manipulative ex, you know, who's always like, yeah. baby, I've changed. Watch. Right. Look, <laughs> right. look at this picture. Hey, I'm getting the vaccine. Thinking of you. Yeah, thinking like, of you. The picture. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the Trump party continues with what marjorie green taylor and then that other woman and this guy i don't know well this about is the thing shit. it's it but no one can quite capture the crowd like donald trump does that's like what's interesting is like he has there is this like weird thing where people he he was able to very quickly alter reality for the base and they're like yep a true. loss is a win i guess that's true but i think what goes along with that too is like that that rally he had in Arizona where he's like, I'm not going to speak on the six. I'm going to have this big rally in Arizona. It seemed like even what he said wasn't new. The crowd wasn't really like that into it. So a lot of people who were there were like, I don't know, man, like this, the hits aren't quite resonating the same. Like, <laughs> right. and what does that mean for him now? And is that creating an opportunity for someone to be like, yo, if we're going to keep these fucking ethno nationalists plugged in, like we need to, we need a new album coming out right because now. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if people think Trump's going to get the sophomore jinx or something where he's like, OK, 
this next time coming back again with like a weaker album. And I yeah. think that's where people see the potential for DeSantis to try and to get in there. But I don't know like what that means if it's DeSantis's version of just what this new form of, you know, conservatism is. Yeah, it'll be interesting because this is the least confident I've been that he's going to be the president from 2024 to whenever he dies. So he is running, right? Is that oh, confirmed? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's... going to be flanked on both sides in the primary, though, now by DeSantis. And then, you know, not that anybody's going to vote for Mike Pence, but like if Mike if Pence is, is... going to run. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm not even yeah. paying attention. I feel Those sad. The and then grunts. I'm like, Joe Biden, what the yeah. fuck? What the fuck are we doing? We're just I mean, the Wall I mean, Street fuck... Journal just like put out a, put out an article that was like, there's a lot of rumbling that Pence is the one to beat. And like he's Ugh. the leading Most candidate. Is... Could you imagine kissing him? <laughs> thin lips thin lip bibs. Yeah. <laughs> just put two razor blades against your mouth and right. that's what it's like but he you know the, this would be the best chance at trump not winning in 2028 i, I feel like well is. yeah and because you think there are people already been like trump there is there's a section of QAnon that's like trump was using a body double at that rally <laughs> what like, well didn't like, millennia millennia oh my god i can't even remember her name millenniums millenniums <laughs> millenniums <laughs> trump Stepping didn't melania. She have, melania didn't melania have a few body doubles or like that there's some rumor. questionable photos really yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. who knows but i mean yeah it, it, but it's just that was millennium <laughs> Yeah, that was mo- that, that was, was Willennium. Yeah. <laughs> um, the body double's name. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, his uh, like you know, even then, when you think of like the hard hardcore elements of this party, I don't know what you do to get those people. Like Trump's got to come out and fully embrace some conspiracy theory and be like, exactly, folks, the adrenochrome is flowing on the hill, and like go there. Or to your point, ever like. Does it make more sense to be like, I don't know, if you just say you fuck with vaccines, that might bring that might help your polling. But I think we're finding out where where the base is. Are they truly just there for Trump? Is it that they gave them a taste for this, you know, fascist American fantasy and it's going to keep moving forward or what? When I went home for the holidays uh, in like central Texas, I saw like an interesting thing where people either doubled down or they were like, we were wrong. Like my mom was like, more people voted for Biden than we thought they would around here, which was Mm. like a crazy thing. And a lot of people have taken down their Trump stuff. Like some of our neighbors have like removed the bumper sticker from the truck. And then on the other hand, people have really amped it up where it's like it's Trump 2020, Trump won, Trump, Trump is our president. Like not like a little bit, but like car wrapping, getting their trucks wrapped with like just like a trunk tank i don't know how to explain it, right. it was weird yeah. it was like yeah yeah ugh. anyway so well, that's that's, mm. that's always you know that's like those moments you figure out what if you really down with the cult or not you know <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna untether yourself from this fantasy or are you gonna you know let your cognitive dissonance go to fucking forty five thousand, and then you go nope doubling down no nope, yeah. not doing i'm it. not i'm not a really pussy I'll double down. They're like, drink your pee then. I will. Watch. Watch. No, not in front of me. And I meant like, put it in a cup. Not just like straight into your, whatever. All right, man. You know what? I do have a bone to pick right quick. (laughs) Okay. This is going to sound like a tangent, but. Love it. When you were like, I was like, oh, like a hose. You could just pee it in your mouth. And then I remembered, I almost caught my parents' house on fire, right? I don't know if you guys have seen that video. 
Um, <laughs> of you almost catching your parents' house on fire? Yes. So my mom and I were doing this video, and this is completely unrelated, but it did remind me of water hose and all these okay. fuckers coming at me being like, what other kind of hose is there? Bitch, I don't know. Um, I'm so sorry. I, I've become super aggressive. <laughs> um, so basically, I found out, okay, I was trying to do this funny video with my mom, and I lit some stuff on fire and I used gasoline and then I thought I'll pour a little more gas to make a big plume but then I didn't realize that the, the flame would follow up the gas so I'm running around oh, with, a, no. with a gas tank on fire oh, panicking no. and and then like the gas is pouring out but it's really just like flames more of gas baby flame. yeah. and then I'm catching all the grass on fire and I'm running around the yard like I'm just like screaming at my mom to get a water hose and then everyone all the comments it's all dudes being like Darwinism at its finest. You just gotta <laughs> snuff out the gas. What other kind of water? Like all these men right. are taking it personally that I don't right. know what to do with a tank of gas. It's on. They're fire. all guys with second degree burns on their face <laughs> and no eyebrows. They're like, you gotta figure it out. <laughs> Seen this a hundred times. Wow, man. and these are registered voters. <laughs> you know, <Right>. like <laughs> what? Come on, man. I made a mistake. Uh, <laughs> Why are you taking it personally? Like get I'm that water hose them. out. Well, you <laughs> yeah. know what? News for them because we have a pee hose. At my house. <laughs> yeah, we so. got pee hoses over here, Buckaroo. Yeah. <laughs> I just fill up a poly tank on top of my roof every night. <laughs> Y'all heard of and... Camelbacks or Camelback? <laughs> <laughs> this is Pissback. Exactly. Find me. Come find me. Folks. Come find me. Pissback.com. <laughs> Totally I different do, website. La, last <laughs> yeah. thought on the Trump thing is I do wonder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gotta get this one. I did say that was going to be a Ecuador. <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> so I do like the the reason I'm hopeful is not necessarily just the like I think DeSantis will like come in and beat him, but like there's also the fact that Trump prepped for 2016 by like mainlining talk radio from the day that Obama like hurt his feelings right. at the White House press dinner correspondence dinner or whatever the fuck it is and like he actually like met people and i feel like since then he's kind of been doing the same thing that all like really rich famous people do where they only see like other rich famous people like i don't feel like he's necessarily doing that same shit like maybe there's something to desantis saying he's like out of touch with the main line shit and then also you have like cognitive decline so like I don't know. A combination of things is making me the most hopeful that it won't be Trump. Not necessarily hopeful for the future of the country. Just some but, other racist avatar. Yeah, some other racist asshole will come in. Hopefully not more effective. Anyways, we do need to get to Streaming Corner. Let's take a quick okay. break and we will be right back. And we're back. And uh, definitely not the... Did did you guys see the like trailer for the Super Bowl halftime show? By any I chance? did the like the three like the fucking Avengers of hip hop yeah. trailer. Yes. Yeah. So like I I think I remember hearing at the time it was gonna be like Dre and Snoop and maybe Eminem, but it's also Kendrick and mm-hmm. Mary J Blige. Yeah, and wow. it's it's pretty like it, this is the first time I've. This is the most excited I've been for a Super Bowl halftime show, and maybe the first time I've been excited for a Super yeah. Bowl halftime show. You know, the the Prince thing, like, pleasantly, you know, I just wasn't 
really looking forward to it, but that was fucking awesome. And there have been very cool Super Bowl halftime shows that took me by surprise. I still ride very hard for the Katy Perry one. I think that was a very particular kind of... I mean, uh, Left Shark is iconic. Insane American art. <laughs> but this this looks fucking dope. I mean, if they really... They, like... I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of, like, classics from the Dre, Snoop, Eminem era, but, like, if they actually utilize Kendrick and, like, let him, like, take up a sizable, like, I'd say probably should be the most sizable portion of the show, like, it could be really dope. Yeah, I, it, it's, I don't know. They won't, because, like, that's not the audience. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, like, wh- which songs will he do? It was when I was watching the thing, I was like, oh, I'm surprised that every single song wasn't a Dre produced track because Rap God isn't a Dre track. But they start off Eminem section with that. Uh, Mary J's Family Affair. That's a Dre track. Uh, Was it next episode with Snoop? That's a Dre track. But then Humble. That's I think Mike Will made it. I was just like, oh, I thought. But I'm I don't do do Dre and Kendrick have any tracks together. All that to say is that was my first observation of it. And then, yeah, like to your point is like. I've not really cared about the Super Bowl ever uh, or like the halftime shows really that much. But this this to me, it's almost signaling like, oh, you're old because now you're in the demo. Like you're in the demo that when I was 14 being like, why the fuck is Bruce Springsteen on the halftime show? (laughs) Like the chronic just came out that now we're at that place. It's like, I think this is what the adults uh, in the room are fucking with. And that was for me, that was that moment I had. I was like, I have arrived. My tastes are now dictating the Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why the Kendrick part really excites me because that that feels like the most relevant like artist that they've had involved in a Super Bowl halftime show like since Katy Perry. I don't know, uh, <laughs> but if Kendrick hasn't had an album out, and like we're all just dying for some new material yeah. from him. But yeah, it's also I, but it also seems like a strange. I didn't. I don't always picture Kendrick. Like when I saw him in a commercial that was like that flashy, part of me felt like that feels very un-Kendrick. Yeah, um, yeah. But for sure. You know. They also only got three seconds of him like writing a thing and then just looped that over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> like just, everybody else they had like going through a bunch of different like sets and doing different things. And they apparently got him to sit at a desk and write something and throw a piece of paper and they looped throw that seven times. At the yeah. I feel like a big part of, I don't know, I, is this right? Are there usually like dancers, right? Or like people Mm -hmm. with like the flags that like do flag stuff? There's always a huge element, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, okay, that'll be cool to like, you know, hear paired with a, you know, a Dre song. Traditional like fanfare with like the next (laughs) episode. It's like when that, uh, when that crip walking line came out, it was beautiful. (laughs) Like the way they were sea walking on them, it was my God. I thought they were. I was a neighborhood six zero. I mean, it should. Yeah, have, they should have people crib walking, right? Like that would. It's supposed to be like an <laughs> LA no, themed no, rap no. show. <laughs> no, that's violence. See, that's and that's where you know it could it could go fucking weird. Where they're right. like, hey, you know, what would be cool. We dress all these white kids up like crips. Oh yeah, yeah. And like for when for when Snoop comes out, and they're like. Ah! then it's like mm, and it feels possible because anything is possible in this country but yeah i i it, it will be it i'm i'm really curious to see how it all comes together and like what how much mary j like how much 
runway she's going to get, how much Mary J dancing we're going to get, because we all know she's one of the greatest dancers of our time. Although in her own right. Really? Mary J has a very interesting way. She's unique. She's unique. I'm not going to say Mary J is a bad. I would never say she's a bad dancer. (laughs) (laughs) But that's kind of what you're saying. But Mary J, she moves. She moves how she wants to. And I respect the fuck out of her. You know? I mean, I don't expect like Mariah or, you know, Whitney Houston to like be able to dance. Like she's, you know, she's just a belt. Well, no, I'm just saying, not even the, like that's an expectation. I'm just saying when she catches, like when you watch, uh, if you've seen a Mary J live show and she like just starts feeling it, she's yeah. feeling it. And I'm like, saying, <laughs> yeah. like that's, that's what I like because it, sometimes people are like, man, she sucks. And I'm like, no, dude, that's like actually dope. Just because yeah. it feels it feels very authentic. It doesn't seem like she's trying to do moves she can't do. She's doing her. <laughs> this is why I never feel it. <laughs> that's, that's smart. I refuse to feel it fully. <laughs> just stay out of the feeling. Stay in the room temp. And it. Yeah. I'm not trying to feel it. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Thank I you. Will, I will acknowledge it. <laughs> fully feeling it. There's that comes with risk. It comes yeah, with yeah. risk. I start to feel it. I leave the room. These things just take right. over my body. I'm, and I think yeah. that's why, and I think that's why Mary J is a lesson to us all. Like, that's why it's your remind, you know, dance like everybody's watching, but you don't give a fuck. <laughs> right. Also, just, I always enjoy seeing Dre on camera. Cause Mary J like gave a performance that was like, okay, you have five minutes in this, in this, uh, trailer. And Dre is, you know, very awkward on camera a lot of the time. And then Snoop yeah. is just a fucking, such a professional, just killing it. Just so comfortable. Yeah. And Eminem was a little too into the, like, minority report lyric computer he was manipulating. Yeah. He was like, oh, shit, let me think about where this word goes. <laughs> okay, sure. Eminem I was mean, given energy, like, he's like, you know, I acted an eight mile. Maybe I should, like, pursue my acting <laughs> career a little bit. I think, yeah. I, I think I'm good at this. But yeah, it was yeah. definitely uneven <laughs> but i uh, you know i was i was more excited until you put the image in my head of like the white teenagers like running onto the field that's how like the shows always start is there, like they exactly. start close on the white teenager and then they're like come on come with me and then like you like pan as they they're like stacking. sprint onto the field <laughs> yeah but then they're like oh you. they're doing american sign language they're like they're stacking <laughs> oh, oh god they're throwing sets right now <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I don't, it's, it's, it's a very, it'll, it'll be an interesting thing. And I think like he's, there were a lot of articles that were like, he's on the hook for the whole bill for the halftime show or something like that. Who? Dre. Like, so if anything were to go wrong, like it's real. it's, he's going to take the biggest hit more than like the NFL would, I guess. The fuck? That was just some, something I read. What does that mean? I think more that he's, he may be financing the whole thing, like maybe as a way to get the show how he wants it. I don't know. There was just something that he has a stake in it that he he could stand to lose money if that doesn't happen. I remember reading something to that effect with The Weeknd and like that it's not that lucrative gig. It's more like this is the best advertisement that you could possibly get for your career. But with like artists like this, it's like you're borrowing like legends to I, I feel like that's yeah if you could make your own super bowl halftime show with just if the super bowl halftime show was just made for you give a fuck about the ratings who's the band you want to see have a super bowl halftime show just for you no, no not don't worry about mass appeal 
but personally, Brian, what's who's a band that you want to see? My Chemical Romance. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel like that's like not out of. I mean, they don't do anything anymore, but right. They could reunion. Reunion. Why not? Wait, aren't they? Aren't are they not doing some kind of? Tour they're, they're, they announced uh, a show in Las Vegas as a part of a, like a festival yesterday. But before that, right? I think I don't know. Somebody's saying it's a scam now. I don't know if it's real. Oh it's no! Like okay. I'm talking about <laughs> the the when we were young thing. Yeah, mostly. yeah. That's we'll what talk, I'm, I, I'm saying mostly because that's uh, Live Nation, and you know they're they're. I think they're trying they're, to recoup some Astral World money because right. those ticket prices are expensive. It's for wild. when we were young. Yeah. And actually, that's a tweet I liked too. Uh, but okay, my chemical. Well, I, they would do a good. They do a great show. I feel like it would be good. That's yeah. That's what I would want. I I I also feel like they're into like the theatrics of whatever, and they could right. turn out some like Black Parade shit that would look really cool. I think. Hmm. Because is it does is that guy Gerard like involved with comics or something too? He writes a comic. Yeah. Oh, Umbrella! Did he do Umbrella Academy? To, yeah, which got turned into like the Netflix show. Yeah. Oh, wow. Someone. That's just I feel cool. like. I feel like that you're going to come with a good halftime show if you have the vision yeah. for Umbrella Academy. Like, you're not going to be like, hey, yeah, man, he, we're playing on a big star in the middle yeah. of the field. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming in on a parachute. Right. Parachute. Right. Exactly. Or like or like real theatrics, like superhuman feats of strength, like someone just like headbangs through like a brick wall. And you're like, oh, shoot. <laughs> OK, I like this wire work. Jack, what about you? I mean, this isn't that far off from like what? At least one of, like, a top three that I would Mm -hmm. pick. Like, if you just add my favorite rapper, Flo Rida, to this, (laughs) I think think we'd be in business. Okay. Get get people whistling. Mm. Or Radiohead, but that that feels... Like, Radiohead's really good live, but I don't know how much they'd be good live. Like, they're just, like, not the demographic for... For the Super Bowl, yeah, <laughs> I'll take Portishead. I'd, I'd yeah. fuck with a Portishead halftime show. Yeah. Just bring the fucking arena down emotionally, yeah, because that would be dope too. And that's why I'm being selfish. I'm more just like, you know what? I want to, I want to see, uh, you know, the, some of some of those those bands from the mid '90s come back mm-hmm. with the emoness for sure. Yeah. Well, with, since we're in a block that is clearly sponsored by the NFL, we might as well talk about uh, Super Bowl commercials. As okay. well, because for the first time in 17 years, Lay's, Lay's potato chips will be featured in a Super Bowl commercial. Mm. And the first ad in the series just dropped online. They did get Seth Rogen for the commercial. So I think people were expecting to see Seth Rogen in this first like teaser ad. But instead, it, it includes uh, one one live actor, a creepy bearded guy chanting, in a basement in front of a Seth Rogen shrine. Yeah. With like lays at the altar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. yeah, I don't know. It's very, very strange. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they'll, maybe they'll pull it off. Rogan, you did it again, you son of a bitch. What could it possibly be? I don't know. That like, they're going to, I mean, you're already setting up the dynamic that this is like an obsessed stalker who's like, the the visuals are meant to evoke like some kind of dangerous person and then what it's like the Kendall Jenner Pepsi commercial where it's like hey man right. let's have some lays don't don't kill me and then it's like hey lays we did it like it seems like the joke is that Seth Rogen is not the type of person that you stalk but 
we've been on the internet. We know that like everybody is the type of like there's every celebrity <laughs> right. has like wild ass. There's fans. fans out there. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll I'll just say like the vibe of this ad, Stephen Wilbur did it better in his Instagram picture for <laughs> his guesting on the like the shrine kind of sucks. They just have like a, a fake magazine with Seth Rogen on it and then like the stalker has photoshopped himself into a framed picture and then lays potato chips for some reason right that will be heavy-handed and not totally make sense or feel earned in the ad i'm assuming what's this 17 year like hi- hiatus about yeah like why is that like a what thing happened? that like people <laughs> like need i didn't need to know that <laughs> <laughs> right i need to issue a press release for that yeah that is like it seems like that is the thing they're pitching right this around. Like, finally, you've been waiting. Every, <laughs> I know how at every Super Bowl party you're like, but where are the Lay's ads? <laughs> well, we're back, baby, and we got Rogan, not the one that you want. Maybe <laughs> fans of uh, fans of Lay's might be looking for another Rogan, not that one, spelled slightly differently. I, I was just looking. I'm like, what? Okay, 17 years ago. Okay, well, I'm looking. I'll, I know this. Because since I don't know time, the 2004 Lay's commercial was the one. It was like an old couple where an old man is like tripping this other old lady. They're trying to get chips and it was mm-hmm. called Fight to the Death. 2005, I guess, which would stand to reason that was the last one they did, was a one with MC Hammer. What did he do? After hitting a baseball over the neighbor's fence, a group of children throw over a bag of Lay's potato chips in exchange for returning their ball. They got back more than they expected when their lost dog is tossed over as well as MC Hammer and gold parachute pants. And then they're like, we can't do this anymore. We can't do this anymore. <laughs> that broke their spirit. That yeah, end. they're like, we got to stop. This is, let's say, yeah. hiatus. Yeah, they clearly, they think they learned their lesson. They're like, we took 17 years off. We've been in the writer's room for these commercials. We think we got something good with Seth Rogen. And I don't know. I hope they actually pull through. But if not, maybe they'll go away for another 17 years. Right. Yeah. It's like what? it's the equivalent of uh, those bugs that only come out every 17 years. <laughs> oh, like the cicadas. Cicada. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and I guess like I know you were kind of maybe joking, but like I, I'd imagine all the labor dispute stuff. Maybe they're like, hey, the only stuff about us out there right now is that we work people to death. Yeah. I. I had assumed they had just like when they stopped advertising much, like I assumed they had just, were had just like literally given up and been like, well, people know like the Internet exists now. People know that our chips like are not that great. Like they're not the best potato chips out there or even like top three in their category, I feel like mm-hmm. just in terms of quality. But, yeah, it seems like something has spurred them to action. Maybe the fact that they are making people work 84 hour work weeks and uh quote what was called within the factory suicide shifts with only an eight hour break between shifts and you know the workers went on strike and that got a lot of a lot of attention from younger people and so maybe this is their attempt to be like all right what's young and hip and very progressive ah the nfl the NFL <laughs> head injuries. We love yes. it. Uh, I'm, I'm. I was that. Isn't that that new Tim Ferriss book, the 84 hour work week? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. 
Uh, no, that's that's a book by the people that Tim Ferriss makes work for him, so right, that he right. can do so a five-hour work, work week and then uh, travel travel around. Hey, I've got a Ferrari and I live in Dubai. How do yeah, I do baby. it? Getting other people to sell uh, nutrient supplements. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So that's that's Lay's. They're also doing this like weird thing with where they take dirt from each NFL team's home field and then like sprinkle that dirt over their potato farms and like then you are you can buy a potato chip bag for that is like grown in the soil of your team's home field and mm-hmm. that is very cool feels <laughs> feels very like what are, what are they mimicking here when they're like and we take the land from these places and then we will commodify that in a a fucking aluminum bag back to the consumer. Hmm. Hmm. Like, is that supposed, when I eat those chips, am I supposed to feel like an athlete or something? Like, right? Yeah. Like, okay. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. I, don't know. I actually have no idea what what you're supposed to feel other than it is. It's just fun. Like, I actually this idea of taking the dirt from the field, sowing it into the potato fields where you grow the chips growing potatoes in your home field dirt and then selling those chips to like super fans at like a huge like I, th- I think they're like limited edition chips like this is their attempt to right you know the, to create the off whites of <laughs> of potato chips like that are gonna sell on StockX or whatever i'm i'm even having trouble thinking of a field that isn't turf <laughs> yeah, so there's you know, a bunch of uh there's a bunch of fields in the NFL that are turf and for those they're like they were grown in the glory of their team's grounds. So they they the they keep it f- It's a scam. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jack, you had me you really had me until then. <laughs> yeah, I was on like board for this board. weird like appropriative ritual of moving the land to grow your cowboy potatoes even in the video that they have they so first of all they have the mascot digging up the dirt uh which i'm not buying frankly i don't i don't think the mascots for each team do do their like groundwork but then they just like put it in a little bag of like it's or not in a bag in a uh little tupperware container and ship that off but this idea this whole like concept that they have going on here just more than anything reminds me of like all of the brain power that we have working on selling like the dumbest shit in this country like the, this probably took you know 14 Ivy League grads to like come up with a like working around the clock for like 6 months came right. up with this concept and or you know in a different strand of reality in a different alternate timeline those Ivy League grads are working on like fixing the infrastructure, but right, not this one, baby. Yeah, but, but the the sad thing is, I feel like if they did something like that for Arsenal, I'd probably buy it. So, yeah, I don't, I, I don't mean, know if I have room to talk. But like that's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not making fun of the idea as much as the fact of the society that creates a reality <laughs> where this idea right. is invented, where where people have enough time and incentive to come up with this idea. Right, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna. I, this has me hungry for uh, for some potato chips, <laughs> for some New York <laughs> Giants chips. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, that's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He, he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.